0: To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast.
2: And now, here are Laura and Rhonda.
1: Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Earlt, and I am here with my best friend, Miss Laura. Um,
0: Laura, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little yeah. bit about Great. Thank you, Rhonda. Yes, I'm Laura Forehand. I teach second grade. We just finished school in my, I guess it was my fifth year at this particular school, teaching second grade in Northwest Missouri. I am an executive board member with Whole Brain Teaching. I've been using Whole Brain Teaching for... Gosh, Rhonda, we always get stumped on this, but I'm guessing. I, I can never figure it out. <laughs> I can't remember, but for a long time, and I'm super grateful that I found it and that I've been using it for as long as I have. So, so what about your credentials, Rhonda? What what are, what are you doing these days?
1: <laughs> well, I am a Whole brain teaching executive board member. Laura and I both help out with certification as well, but I just finished up my last year of teaching. Um, second grade out in Goddard, Kansas. So I am now officially a retired teacher, but still wanting to share the passion that I have for whole brain teaching. Glad to be a part of this. Yes. Before we get yes. started, We wanted to encourage you to stick around until the end of the podcast, because we have some exciting information to share with you. So on our last podcast, we began a short series entitled Getting Started with Whole Brain Teaching, where Laura and I sat down and asked each other some questions about our whole brain teaching um, journey. This week, we have the privilege of having two amazing guests, Heather Wells and Jessica Nitschke. We want to welcome you both to the podcast. First, starting with Heather, we want you to introduce yourself, and if you're comfortable, tell us where you teach, how long you've been teaching, and how long you've been using Whole Brain Teaching.
3: My name is Heather, and I've been teaching in the education field for about 10 years now. I have been using Whole Brain Teaching for three years. So
1: Jessica, can you tell us a little bit about
3: yourself? Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, my name is Jessica
2: Nitschke. I teach a kindergarten class in Clarksville, Tennessee. This is my eighth year teaching. This is actually my first year teaching with whole brain teaching, not going full uh, blown with it. Uh, started around January introducing some things to my class.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Heather, how, how long did you say you'd been teaching about 10 years? Was that right?
3: Yeah.
0: And what grade level I mean.
3: do, you, do you teach? I currently teach kindergarten through sixth grade. I have a specialized program of Beloved Rascals. So the local school districts all surrounding me send students that struggle behaviorally. Um, They contract with us and they send kids that don't do well at public school. They get sent to me.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. So Heather, I am going to start with you um, on this next question. So tell us a little bit about how you
3: found Whole Brain Teaching. I honestly had a hard time remembering, I think. I think I was scrolling through Facebook and I had heard about whole brain teaching. I didn't really know a whole lot about it. And I was scrolling through and I saw that there was a um, conference in Washington, which is about a two hour drive from me. And so it's free, might as well go. It's in the summertime. So I went up to the conference and I kid you not, I was sold because, you know, we all know those professional development classes that teachers sit through. We're bored, we're uh-huh. bored talking. No one pays attention. We all know those teachers that talk through staff meetings, right? They're boring. They're like, no one pays attention. Whole Brain Teaching Conference, everyone was on, like, we all were engaged. Not one teacher in that room was engaged. Everyone was focused on coach or whatever presenter was speaking at the time. And it was, I was amazed the whole time. So yeah, I was sold very quickly. Yeah. I was excited for day two. That never
1: happens, right? Never <laughs> After right. that, I, was, I miss those in-person conferences.
3: Those
0: yeah. were so, fun. so was that in, uh, was that in Baltimore? Oh, Spokane, Washington. Spokane, Washington. Okay. Sorry. I was thinking like Washington DC area. So Mm-mm. yeah. Okay. Washington state. Yep. Very good. Okay. How about you, Jessica? How did you find whole brain teaching? So actually my assistant principal,
2: I don't know how she was introduced to it, but she was offered for us to um, have a professional development through coach B through our school and our school provided that for us. And they just said, if anyone wants to attend, I was like, Oh, give it a shot," And I would like to try something new. And I did it. And having those meetings with coach B just really inspired me. And I loved it. I, like I still have. So, and we just started this year. So we started those classes, I think in October or November,
0: Okay. That's awesome. And where are you? Where did you say you were from? Or did you not say where you were from? Clarksville, Tennessee. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's kind of turn back the tables a little bit. Jessica, tell
1: us what teaching was like for you before whole brain teaching. So one of the
2: things that I really thought about was just how many times I've changed my classroom management strategies and doing treasure box and stressing out about making sure I have enough candy and making sure I have enough treasure box toys. And this kid's whining because they didn't get treasure box and then doing the clip chart. And then some kids are constantly on red because they just can't help themselves and doing away with the clip chart because I didn't like it. It was just mass chaos uh, Mm -hmm. considering where I am
1: at now and how much I love it. Well, Heather, how about you? Do you have some similar experiences or what was it like before you started Holbring Teaching?
3: Well, in between my bachelor's degree and my um, master's degree in special ed, I was a behavior therapist, so I did a lot of positive behavior supports, mm-hmm. and I was constantly looking for something that really helped kids focus on their improvement in their behavior mm-hmm. positively, and I didn't like the clip charts ever, so I never used those, mm-hmm. Um and then i i tried the treasure box and hated it because you know again like jessica said you're always wondering okay is my treasure box what's in there good enough is that what's going to motivate kids and um too i just i never found the thing that i liked that was consistent and i like it all died by december there's Mm. not something that you can switch up motivate the kids I'd never found the thing until whole brain teaching.
1: What I've noticed too is thinking about classroom management is that, you know, you never, I hate to reward a kid for what's expected in my classroom. And I feel like with, you know, the treasure boxes and things like that, you're just rewarding them for what you want them to do when I feel like they should be doing that anyway. So I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but that's kind of how I looked at things sometimes and was
0: grateful to find whole brain teaching. Yeah. And I love the whole aspect of, Improvement. That's what the focus is on is improvement. And so every child can improve no matter, you know, what their station in your classroom is, whether they're, you know, (laughs) the brightest kid or, you know, someone that's, that's needing some help in special ed, everyone can show improvement. So that's. That's what I love about it too. So, there are a lot of elements to whole brain teaching. We want to pose this question to both of you because there are, um, or there may be some people who are hesitant, maybe to get started with whole brain teaching. Um, Heather, what hesitations did you have when starting whole brain teaching?
3: I was originally overwhelmed by the like massive components of it at first. Sure. And the types of learners that I have in my classroom, um the teaching cycle overwhelmed me at first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I have such a diverse group of learners mm-hmm. in my group that i didn't I didn't really start there just because that's that's where they didn't meet the needs of my class at sure. first. What meets the needs of your class? Where in whole brain teaching mm-hmm. can you start mm-hmm. and looking at the quick Pick start guide that coach is coming out has come out with. It lines it up really nicely. I've also found looking at videos and showing those videos of other classes to my students mm. has been, been very helpful. Just seeing what works for you has helped a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's a really good point that you made that starting with the teaching cycle wasn't where your kids were. So it's not what you needed to start with. And so that, that's such great advice is that, you know, it can feel like I've got to start, I've got to start with that. Cause that's kind of the first thing that we all see is this teaching cycle, but knowing your kids, you may have to, you may have to start somewhere else. So that's, that's really, um, that's really great that you noticed that. What about you, Jessica? Um, has there anything that you were just a little hesitant in starting with whole Brain teaching? Uh, Yeah, so uh, kind of piggybacking
2: off Heather, Mm -hmm. it was overwhelming with how many steps um, when they presented it to us. We're like, I'm like, that's just so much to remember. And of course, I had charts on my board, reminding me and little notes in my hand to remind me of what to do next. Um, So it definitely was overwhelming at first. But once I got the hang of it, I was like, oh, it's really not that bad. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not my way of teaching. I've never taught that way, of course. So, you know, I'm just like, all right, whole group time. So let's, I'm going to send up here and talk. I'm going to ask questions, but I'm going to do a lot of the talking and no one's going to understand what I'm saying. I'm going to send you back to your desk and then you're going to ask them all your questions because you still have <laughs> no idea what we're talking about. Um, so being able to switch that up, you know, was really kind of uh, to me, like, what do you mean? I have to repeat this so many times. I have to do this teach Okay, and my students are supposed to talk to each other, it's gonna be complete chaos. That's how it was presented to me. I was like, this is gonna be chaotic. And once I got into it, I'm like, absolutely not. Like this is the best thing ever.
0: Well, right. just so you just so you know, like we've all been there. We have the sticky notes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is A note cards telling me yep. exactly what to
1: say. <laughs> Flipping them. Yep, so, yep, yep. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've talked a lot. There's so many, so many, and coaches always coming up with some new um, tools for that toolbox. But mm-hmm. when you guys decided to jump into Whole Brain Teaching, what was the easiest part to implement? Let's start with you, Jessica. What was the easiest easiest for you to implement right away?
2: Super improver board get rid of my Skittles, get rid of my treasure (laughs) box. I'm not going to have a repeat of last year because that was awful. Um, So I just kept on switching it and switching it. And when he presented that to us, I was like, all right, that's a lot of printing, first of all, you know, to get the board like set up. But my Mm -hmm. principal and my assistant principal actually helped me do it. They came in on a weekend, helped me get it laminated. And that was the easiest thing I implemented. It's literally given a super improver star, rolling the dice if I needed to, and my kids were excited about it. They don't ask for treasure bucks. They don't ask for candy. They want to be the next animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just super easy for me to, to get the kids excited about it.
1: Awesome to hear. Cause that was probably one of the hardest things and the last things that I implemented when I started. So Heather, what about you? What was the easiest part for you?
3: Um, I'm the same way. Superimprover was the easiest for me because I get. Gamifying the classroom was the easiest um, for my crew. Um, it's their favorite part. They cheer each other on when they improve. I had a new student this week who leveled up here just because he was so excited. Stars And this is a kiddo that might have come to me who was running away from school, running away from the classroom. And by the end of this week, he improved enough for him to improve, to not want to run away anymore. And I think that speaks enough.
1: It's neat how the bonding of the class and how they, you know, they help each other celebrate or they're encouraging each other to celebrate and they're happy when somebody levels up. It's not like, oh, they wish it was me. They're happy for that kid. And I think that that's really important too, making that dear team stronger as coach would say
0: which is so unusual because, you know, when you think about the treasure boxes and passing out candy, you know, how many kids have we heard that get a piece of candy? And then somebody next to him goes, that's not fair, you know, but I don't, I'm I'm with you, Rhonda. And I don't know if, you know, Heather and Jessica can relate as well, but you don't, you just don't hear that when a student gets a star. It's like, we had, um, a little boy level up, um, or make Peregrine Falcon right at the very last day. And this little girl was so happy and she wasn't a Peregrine Falcon, but she was so, so happy for him leveling up. So I want to kind of flip that question around a little bit. Heather, what would you say was the most difficult part or has been the most difficult part of whole brain teaching for you to implement so
3: far? I think the hardest for me is, um, the teach. Okay. Of the, um, teaching cycle cycle. Yeah. My, I kid I have such a diverse group of rascals. They mm-hmm. just have a hard time with it. They have a hard time teaching each other and they like helping each other. But when it gets to that teaching part, they're just so shy about it. We've been practicing and they do it sometimes, but sometimes they're just not in the space to do it. So we can't. Sure. So it's just a matter of it just depends on the day.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good to know. What about you, Jessica? It's been kind of the most or the trickiest part to implement.
2: Like me and Heather, like right on the same mainly. <laughs> Mine is Teach OK as well, but mine's more of a different, like my kids love Teach OK, but it's more of a different style of teaching for me. So I was a little bit, I was struggling with that at the beginning, just trying to implement it and being able to chunk my lesson up into such small little, you know, less mini lessons to get them to teach each other that I definitely um, still have my note cards out and I'm like, okay, this is the point that I want to teach and I write it and I teach that point, And then I say, teach. Okay. I monitor that. And then I have my next note card. Um, I'm definitely not even comfortable to it now where like next year, I'm like, oh no, I don't need flashcards. I'm definitely going to probably use flashcards for a couple years. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's just the hardest part for me is just remembering how to chunk it. Cause I'm just not used to doing it. And, um, and remembering to pause and let them have time to talk to each other about what we're teaching them. So they understand it more.
0: Yeah.
1: And I yeah. will say it does get easier mm-hmm. the more you do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems so natural for me now when I was teaching, But I remember those first years, you know, it's just so different than what we've ever done before that it takes a while, but it'll get easier for you, I promise. And we're
0: just so used to as teachers getting up there and lecturing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we're used to. And so, but I agree with Rhonda. It it gets it gets easier. And use those note cards as long as you have to use those note cards. There is, you know, I tell people all the time, there is no shame in um using note cards, sticky notes, whatever you need to help you. Yeah. Mm Well, we've all been newbies when it comes to whole brain
1: teaching, Jessica, what advice would you give someone who is looking to start using whole brain teaching in their classroom, either maybe now before the school year ends, or maybe even in the fall? Do it, (laughs) it. (laughs) just
2: do it. Um, Something that, you know, there's so many different avenues to whole brain teaching. I don't know if that's the right word, but just different aspects of it. Um, something that I've used this year that I've absolutely adored and we haven't mentioned it is the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know coach B, so I, I bought his book. I'm not really something about writing y'all my writing. Yes. So I've been like doing, implementing some of that. And my kids, even the last six months of school or five months has just been, using that. And I've been able to use that. Um, my classroom has been better behaved. My little rascal, he's definitely still rascaling, but, um, he's getting better and he loves to learn. And, you know, with the whole super improver board, you know, like we said about improving his improving stars are different than other friends. You know, the kids Mm -hmm. that are just always good, they really have to work hard, something that was really you know, tricky for me in the beginning, knowing when to give them a super improver star, because they're just so good at everything. So it had to be a lot of academics. Hey, you can you may you might get a super improver star if you start making sure that your sentences start with a capital letter and it could be a simple something as simple as that, where. My rascal, you know, you might get one if you can stay in your seat for the next five minutes while Mrs. Nitschke tends to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just work it in so many different ways, and I love how broad it is. You don't have to keep up with anything. The board is right there. Um, it's I have a little note card section with all the little cards, so it was super easy. If someone leveled up, it was right there, grab and go. Um, you know, just very easy for me. And if you think it's overwhelming, start small. Mm-hmm. Um, don't say, oh my goodness, I have to do this and this and this and this start with one thing and work on it until you get good at it and comfortable at it and then do something else. And it might be as simple as getting their attention class. Mm-hmm. And then them being able to just say yes, and be able to focus on your lesson for the day. Um, So whatever you do, do it, do it at your own pace. Don't overwhelm yourself, but definitely do it. Mm,
1: That's great. I think that's um, great advice. So Heather, what advice would you like to give the new ones starting
3: out with home teaching? I agree with Jessica on all of that. Um, (laughs) I also would suggest again, to start small, start Mm -hmm. where you're comfortable. Um, Don't feel like you have to do everything all at once because make sure you plug in, to the Facebook groups because there's always great stories to be had. There's, it's the, I like to call it the happiest place on Facebook. <laughs> um, so encouraging and uplifting stories there. And if you have a question, ask. There's all,
1: I think that's some great advice.
3: Absolutely. And, uh, my other suggestion would be if your class is feeling embarrassed about whole brain teaching and any of the steps or the guides, or you're confused. Look at video, watch Mm -hmm. other teachers be successful at whole brain teaching because if you're confused, there's sure to be a video to help. My class loves watching other classes do whole brain teaching.
0: I think that's such a great idea to have your kids watch other kids. In fact, Rhonda and I were just talking about that um, earlier this year and how, Rhonda, didn't you say you showed your kids like your golden quad video or something like that? Yes. Yeah. I did that too. Go ahead. I wanted them to see where,
1: you know, where, where it could be. And I told them, you know, we practiced, you know, this was kind of towards more the end of the year, but this is where I wanted us to be. But I think it helps them see what those expectations look like.
3: Mm-hmm. So I
1: think it's a big help. And I'm glad you
0: mentioned that because mm-hmm. I think that's important. I think so too. Yeah. I showed mine cause it was coming up on like a, an actual, a teacher friend of mine sent it to me. And because it was like an anniversary of when it when we did it with this one class. And so I showed my kids and they, you know, I need to do that more. So I'm glad you mentioned that, Heather, because I think that's such a great idea. So it's it's been really great to sit down and talk with both of you and get to know you both a little bit better um, and a little bit more about your whole brain teaching story. I know there will be listeners who can relate to many aspects of your story so we're really grateful that you came on today to share your whole brain teaching journey with us our passion um as ron and i have shared many times with this podcast is to help teachers and so we're very thankful heather and jessica that you were both here today helping us do just that
1: yes thank you both so much And of course, we encourage you to like and follow this podcast. We look forward to continuing this series next week with two more guests in hopes that we can inspire you to bring Whole Brain Teaching into your classroom. We do have a couple of exciting announcements to tell you about before we sign off. We want to make you aware of the Whole Brain Teaching National Conference. Mm -hmm. This conference will take place over three days, July 25th. 26th, and 27th. There's been a lot of posts asking if we were doing it. It's coming out now on this podcast. The dates are July 25th, 26th, and 27th. There will be a grade level to our sessions each day going over the latest on New World Holbring Teaching. You truly do not want to miss this event. More details will be coming out on social media format. So stay tuned.
0: Yes. And that is going to be so exciting, Rhonda. I can't, I can't wait because there's a lot of, um, as both Jessica and Heather have shared, there's a lot of aspects to whole brain teaching and some new aspects that are coming. Um, So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. In addition to the national conference, we will be also offering one hour training sessions beginning June 6th. Those are going to be zoom um, conferences as well. More information will be coming regarding those training sessions. So like Heather has said, follow our Facebook pages, um, doesn't really matter the grade level that you teach. Um, I follow all of them. I think Rhonda follows all of them. So you, you know, you get information on different pages that you can use for your particular grade level. We also have an Instagram page, so check that out as well. And that is where you are going to find the latest on all the summer, um, goodness that's coming your way with the national conference and new world whole brain teaching, so again, Heather and Jessica, we are so grateful that you're here and this has been a really great conversation and we are thankful for you to be, for being here. We're also thankful for our listeners and we look forward to bringing you new content in a couple weeks. So until then, thank you for joining us.